Yes, Your Honor. Uh, Mr. Calmeda, are you with? Yes. And Mr. Arbab? Mr. Arbab, is your um, camera on? Yes. Okay. Yes, it is. Case number 21-2127 from the Western District of Arkansas, United States versus City of Fort Smith, Arkansas. All right. Mr. Calamita, please proceed. Thank you, Your Honor. May it please the court, I'm, my name is Paul Calamita. It's my privilege to represent the City of Fort Smith and their appeal today. Uh, nothing as exciting as uh, national tax policy. We're going to bring you right into the sewers of uh, Fort Smith. Uh, <laughs> today, I'm going to uh, address a single issue and dispute. I am going to refer to one page of Apelli's brief. It's page 15 of the Apelli's brief has the clearest representation of a, uh, a little process diagram. So I'll, I'll get to that in a moment. Yeah. Um, the, the city and the federal government have a consent decree, which is a contract. And the, the relevant part of that contract requires the city each year to look at a portion of its sewer system and identify any defects in, in, that, in that portion of the sewer system. Those defects have to be listed, and then each defect is assigned a rating, a score, based on a scale of one to five. One is the least significant defect, four fives are the most significant defects. Uh, all of those defects and their ratings are then put in an annual report, a condition assessment report for that portion of the sewer system and sent off to the plaintiffs uh, here at Pelley's, uh, for their review every year. The question then becomes, what do we do with that report that identifies the defects and their scores? Paragraph 18 of the consent decree tells us what we do, and we do two things. The first thing is we take all of the defects and, and their rankings, and we run them through Appendix D. And the purpose of Appendix D is to, according to paragraph 18B, the express purpose is to identify a remedial measure for each of those defects uh, that have been found in that portion of the sewer system. Eight, paragraph 18 then tells us for certain of those defects, the more significant defects, the ones that are rate, rated four and five, plus the lesser rated defects that have been related in the past or maybe in the future are predicted to be related to a sewer overflow, those defects and the specific remedial measure to address them ends up in a remedial measures plan. And if your honors had an opportunity to open Apelli's brief to page 18, you will see the, the uh, flow diagram of what I just described. Mr. Calamita, what, what, what's the effect of some disagreement or uh, conflict between uh, paragraph 18 and appendix D? What, what if these things don't necessarily, if there's a, um, a conflict between them, which one controls? Well, it would be clear, Your Honor, that the consent decree controls by its own term, but we don't believe there's any conflict what, whatsoever, Your Honor. Uh, uh, a, a, a paragraph 18B of the consent decree, which controls, says in determining the condition remedial measures, 18B says the city shall determine the specific remedial measures for each pipe segment and manhole through the application of the remediation decision process in Appendix D. There is no conflict between Appendix D and the consent decree. The consent decree says for every defect, 
you find the remedial measure through the process in Appendix D. Do you think well, it counsel, contemplates? Let, 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 do you think it contemplates the possibility of uh, the city choosing a remedial measure that goes beyond the scope of the time frame of the consent decree? And can can the can the city put something in the CMOM category that's going to go beyond 2027? Uh, when the ultimate working of the consent decree is to remediate all of these various uh, uh, potentials for overflows by uh, January 2027, uh, can can something kind of get put on the on the let's watch and and, and deal with it later uh, calendar that puts it beyond the the time frame of the overall uh, consent decree? Excellent question, Your Honor. And, and we think the answer is yes, and here's why. There are different ways to address a defect. Addressing a defect isn't always going and fixing that defect. Appendix D has a process. It has a remedial measures alternatives analysis. There are different alternatives. And for example, Your Honor, we may have a sewer line that has 10 defects in it that when, when uh, we have periods of wet weather, the groundwater rises and we get water, we get groundwater going into that sewer system, overwhelming it, and we have an overflow. And so one alternative to address those 10 defects is to go patch them all, right? Then the water doesn't come in. Another way, another alternative to address those defects, which in my example, the city has taken, go build huge storage basins. We're talking 22, one of them is 22 million gallons. And once you choose that alternative remedial measure, uh, now we have storage. We don't have to go patch those 10 defects in the pipe because we've already addressed it through an alternative remedial measure. There is no overflow. Uh, and, and so we do think you could then monitor those defects, those 10 remaining defects, to make sure they don't get worse so that we, we are, we're sure we have enough storage to prevent the overflow. At some point, we address them all, but, but the city may well choose different remedial measures to achieve the end that the consent decree commands. But this, the second issue here is the appellee's position is that as to the more significant defects, the four and fives, that somehow they escape. They are not part of appendix, the Appendix D remedial measures alternative analysis. But if your honors would look at the remedial measures alternative analysis box, it has every fix that they want. It starts with point repairs, pipe rehab, pipe replacement. This okay. alternatives analysis is not some off, off ramp to do nothing. It, it's a Council, full- Council, I've got, I, yes, I must interrupt you. Because, boy, when I look at 17, now you, you all don't talk much about 17. 17 says, these cities shall remediate all defects in Basin 12, rank 4 and 5. These cities shall, these cities shall, these cities shall. Why doesn't 17, especially when you get back here to this, and you don't even put page 1 of this chart in, neither of you, I noticed, I finally figured out. Why doesn't that kind of override it? And that if you're 4 and 5, it's just in a different category in terms of this whole uh, affair. Good. Excellent question, Your Honor. S paragraph 17 
speaks solely to one area of the city sewer system. It's just Basin 12. And, and it was the one they wanted to start with. And it was also, Your Honor, given 12 years to remediate all those defects. Whereas the later basins are given a much shorter period of time, which logically would suggest that you would need other alternatives. Because remember, these are incremental. Each year they build on each other. So if we need 12 years to do one basin, and then you start adding all the other basins on top, it's not surprising we have collapsed under the weight of the requirement. The, moreover- uh, Mr. Calumet, what is, what is the, um if we if you read the consent decree as the city is proposing that all goes into the flow chart of appendix d um, then what is the purpose of classifying the various problems one through five and having a time frame attached to those if in fact appendix d gives the city, as you've described, the discretion to sort of determine which ones need attention first, not every defect needs the immediate repair. What's the purpose of the, the grading and the, and the timeframes? Well, the, the purpose of the grading um, determines, uh, determines that you, uh, you have to go through this remedial measures alternative analysis. For the lower graded defects, they don't. They go to the left side of the page and their specific remedial measures is the capacity management operation and maintenance uh, alternative. So, so by assigning a higher level of significance, it kicks them into the larger alternatives analysis that 18B commands. It's not that's what it says. It says every single defect goes through this process. Uh, that's number one. Uh, number two, uh, this uh, again, there are multiple ways. Uh, just because um, the consent decree doesn't require that each defect be specifically addressed. It does contemplate that there are other alternatives. This is a non-exclusive list. There are other ways to address the defects. And let me give you one example. Well, there may be 100 defects, there may be 200 defects in that annual plan. And if we had to plan, design, construct, fund, do traffic control in 200 different locations around the city, around that basin, that could take us years. Whereas if the city builds a storage basin in two years that manages the flow from all these those defects, it's a much more efficient and faster solution. And the problem we have is having taken that expensive, efficient, faster solution, we're now being asked to go back and double the work to now fix some defects that the tank resolves. So the tank will then be empty and we, we sit there with an empty tank. Uh, so there are different ways, the alternatives analysis, which by the way, the agencies have you thinking about this incorrectly. They want you to be afraid that somehow the city's getting away with something by being able to select not to fix a particular defect now. When the reality is, should we decide not to fix, replace, rehab, every one of those decisions goes to the agencies for their review and approval. And if they think the city you know, the tank has not, in my example, effectively resolved 
the additional flows from groundwater getting in through those defects, they disapprove our remedial measure. And then there's a factual record for you all to decide, consistent with the consent decree, specifically paragraph 18B, whether or not the city's decision was consistent with the consent decree. Well, you led, you led right to one of my shells, and I should have led with it, where it says that you have to give that for their review and approval, and that's the text of it. The text controls over this terrible two-page chart. And by the way, it doesn't have lines back and forth. Your, your, your argument needs lines back and forth across the page, but we won't go there. Uh, uh, so why doesn't that one sentence about you have to give it for their review and approval, looks like they can reject it all or edit it all or do anything to it? They can. We can't get away with anything. They they have ultimate control. They're asking. Doesn't that, doesn't that, doesn't that your time short? Doesn't that decide this case then? Your your version of D just floats away then. It, it to does that not. one sentence. No, Your Honor, because we're entitled pursuant to 18B to go through this alternatives analysis, and if they disapprove our remedial measure, 18B says put all the defects through the alternatives analysis. Uh, assign a specific remedial measure. If they don't agree, then we can go through dispute resolution. We have a right to challenge that. They're asking you to take the four and fives outside of this analysis and somehow magically the four and fives end up in the remedial measures plan at the bottom, not having gone through the alternatives analysis. And there are- Is that how the city has done it in the, in the most recent reports submitted? Have they taken the four and fives in the manner that you've just described? We have, and the result has been about 10% of the defects we propose to defer, and that the agencies can review and approve that. If they approve it, great. If they disapprove it, uh, then we either accept their their decision or we go through dispute resolution, yeah. which will build a fact. I'm not sure. When you, when you said defer, I, did you mean that you did in the last reports take the fours and fives and treat them the way that the federal government position is that you should or you're you have treated the fours and fives the way you're proposing now is the correct reading of the consent decree we treated the fours and fives exactly pursuant to the command of 18b we took them all through the remedial measures alternative analysis box and this slide i'd like to reserve the rest of my time your honor if i may thank you mr calamita mr arbeb May it please the court, John Arbab for the United States. Your honors, I think it's important to recall the context in which this controversy has arisen. Uh, prior to the entry of this consent decree, the city of Fort Smith had a, a chronic problem with uh, sanitary sewer overflows. And this is a very serious public health issue. Um, in the 11 years leading up to the 2015 consent decree, uh, there were 2,100 overflows um, involving 194 million gallons of raw sewage flowing out of the system. And to address this problem, uh, the, the United States and the state of Arkansas brought a Clean Water Act lawsuit, which the city decided to settle rather, rather than litigate. And the result was a con consent decree. Now, um, a very interesting point to my mind um, I know there's been discussion of the text of various provisions, but I think it's very important to keep in mind that um, the, there was a mutual understanding amongst all parties here, the United States, the state of Arkansas, and the city um, at the time of the entry of the consent decree. And 
for um, more than three years into the administration of the consent decree, um, that four and five, four, grade four and grade five defects had to be um, rehabilitated, either had to be fixed or um, repaired. Mr. Arbab, Mr. Arbab, this is Judge Smith. As, as I understand the position of the city right now, it seems that they believe they are addressing the four and five uh, violations and have done so with their storage uh, efforts and that essentially some of or, or some quantity of the fours and fives basically aren't fours and fives anymore in the sense that they aren't likely to become overflow problems uh, in the foreseeable future and therefore they can consider them uh, in, a, in, a, in their monitoring program. Uh, it, could that be accurate if, if they have taken this storage uh, remedy to a, a, a providing a solution to the uh, potential for overflows and the likelihood of overflows where the where the, the fours and fives come in, almost certainty of overflows at five, uh, where overflow has already happened. Uh, if, if they're saying the system is such now that they've effectively uh, uh, change those into a different category, wouldn't it then make sense that that uh, that the uh, uh, appendix uh, flow chart would would be an option that they would have, or that that their version of of the operation of that flow chart would would be accurate? Your Honor, uh, I I, dis I disagree with that position for two two basic reasons. The first of which is that the, the NASCO uh, grade four and five system, the three two, threes, twos, and ones for that matter are all based on the condition, the structural condition of the pipe or the manhole. They're not key to broader notions of capacity system-wide. So the relevant uh, thing to be looking at is the condition of the actual pipe segment or the manhole, um, not the capacity of, of the system writ large or some part of um, some part, some capacity in some part of the system. Uh, and my second, I think my second point would, would also be that it's simply not the case that as we st stand here today, that the system has sufficient capacity to prevent um, overflows from grade four and five defects. The consent decree has, I think it's appendix E2, has a, uh, a list of capacity uh, projects that the city is supposed to implement. And those, uh, I'm not sure what the status of it is, but the, all of those projects certainly have not been implemented as, as we sit here today. Um, and, and, and also, um, I think there's a real problem with just saying, oh, well, if there's a disagreement between the parties as to whether something should be graded a, a four or a five uh, and remediated, that can always go to dispute resolution. Um, I think that is just inviting more and more disputes of the nature we have here. Um, well, Council, I'm interested in I'm interested in the words of paragraph 18. Don't don't you determine fours and fives every calendar year thereafter? In every calendar year of this, that's what it says, right? It says the city shall develop for all pipe segments that are four and five each year, every calendar year, right? Paragraph 18. Isn't that what it means? Tell me if I'm wrong. Your Honor, I think the I think the text um, helps uh, the government's position here, and as the district court realized, um, yes, the city is supposed to make an assessment of a certain amount of its system each year, and for 
the um, defects that the city itself grades four or five, it shall prepare a remedial measures plan. And uh, our view is just just monitoring something um, potentially in perpetuity is not a remedial measures plan. The idea is it's part of council. Now, wait, that's that's we're back to Appendix D. Appendix D says monitoring maintenance CMOV is part of a remedial measures plan. You know what it says. Your Honor, there are, there are things in that remedial measures box which um, are remedi remediation, fixing, replacing, um, patching, uh, and, and things like that. But just monitoring something to remediate something by a date certain as specified in paragraph 18 is not accomplished just by monitoring something uh, until who knows when. I mean, once something is put in the monitoring program, Your Honor, under, under um, the city's interpretation, there, there is no guarantee that the, that the defect being monitored will actually be re rehabilitated at some point, who knows how far down the road. And Your Honor, I, Judge Benton, I think you also had made a very good point earlier about the juxtaposition of paragraph 17 and 18. I mean, why would 18 be different from 17? Well, Clearly, it's a different place, counsel. It's a different place and a different problem. So I think, you know, uh, I was talking about the string of shells. And as you know, they shell each year, decides four and five, and then each year you get a, reprove it, a review or approve it by March 31, right? So I don't see where there's almost a, a conflict here about how it's really supposed to work. Your Honor, the conflict is that the city's uh, taking the position that it, it has the right to put fours and fives into a monitoring program. And, and you disapprove that, right? Well, yes, that we don't we don't read the consent decree as affording the city that degree of discretion to begin with. But uh, if if that were true, then I think the inevitable or the very likely consequence is many more disputes such as the one we're having here. I mean, multiplied probably a hundredfold. There there are miles and miles of pipe involved uh, in in the city sewer system, and one can only one can easily imagine. Um, you know, pipe segment by pipe segment disputes over whether this grade four or grade five defect that the city has identified um, should or should not just be monitored um, going forward and not actually fixed. I mean, this, the, the, the consent decree gives the, the city plenty of, of uh, um, discretion in terms of uh, flexibility. Once they identify a four or a five under paragraph 18, they they have four years from the date of discovery. Actually, more it can be more than four years. Uh, if they discover a four or five, say today, in February of 2022, they have until uh, December 31, 2026, to, to repair or replace that defect. So they don't have to be um, remediated immediately, quote unquote, as the city says in a few places in its briefing. There's a, a great deal of flexibility built into the system and, uh, but we, but as we read the decree, it, the flexibility does not go so far as to just say we're going to monitor fours and fives um, and maybe fix them, you know, after 2027, after the consent decree work is supposed to be. It, it, in that completed. in that sense, Mr. Arbeb, does, would you agree that the Appendix D um, isn't very helpful for your position in the sense that it does not distinguish among the grades? Well, Your Honor, we, we think that um, 
Appendix D, um, it, it's not a model of clarity, but as the district court, I think, um, correctly recognized in its um, first opinion, the March um, 19, 2021 opinion, paragraph 18 does distinguish on the one hand between grade four and five defects. And those have to be, um, a remedial measures plan has to be developed for those versus um, other defects that um, have some relation to past or potential future overflows. Those other defects are the grade three, two, and one defects. And we think the, the way of harmonizing that provision of the actual body of the consent decree with Appendix D is to say that the, it, it's the, the other defects, quote unquote, um, where the potential link to a, an, uh, an overflow is relevant. And the very big, the top box of Appendix D is SSO verification. That is, that is relevant to the grade three, two, and one defects. But in our view, it's not relative, re relevant for the grade four and five defects. Those where, defects does, are... where does the consent decree say that? If the consent decree said that, I'd feel a lot better about this case. Where does the consent decree say that SSO verification is only for one, twos, and threes? It's, it flows from, in our view, the text of paragraph 18, Your Honor. Because okay, it is we're, only... we're in 18. I've got 18 in front of me. Tell me where. In paragraph 18, um, the consent decree says, uh, the city shall develop a remedial measures plan for all pipe segments and manholes discovered through that assessment to be rated uh, four or five in accordance with the NASCO condition rating systems. Then it distinguishes those from other defects that have caused or significantly contributed to previous SSOs or that are likely to cause or significantly contribute to the future occurrence of SSOs, unquote. And my, my point that I was just making is that those um, relationships to previous or future SSOs is what Appendix D is about. But the text of paragraph 18 makes that relevant to the other defects, quote unquote, not the grade four and five defects. And then I think that sensibly re recognizes that the fours and fives by their nature are sufficiently severe that they are in effect assumed to um, cause SSOs because of their severity. Whereas the other defects, the less severe ones, maybe they won't cause it, cause or contribute to an SSO because they're not very um, severe. So you run those through the Appendix D decision tree to come to a decision about how you would remediate the threes, twos, and ones. But the, pro the process is uh, more straightforward in a sense for the fours and fives. They, they have to be remediated without regard to an, uh, an Appendix D decision tree analysis because of the nature of the severity of those particular defects. And that's what the district court, um, that's how the district court interpreted paragraph Mr. 18. Mr. Arbab, let me ask you about uh, a, a point the city raises, and that has to do with, uh, uh, I guess, what's characterized as a misquote by the district court that um, rather than including the parenthetical or capacity related, uh, simply said that the uh, city shall determine which solution is most likely to resolve the structural defect, leaving out the parenthetical or 
capacity related. And the city seems to think that that has a um, uh, uh, provides a, 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 a faulty basis for the court's rationale, uh, and that if interpreted, that if if stated correctly, uh, I assume they mean their approach of uh, addressing uh, issues that could be addressed by improvements in capacity uh, might make more sense and and uh, have uh, more likely succeeded uh, below. What's your uh, response to that and to the, to the existence of that uh, uh, omitted language? Your Honor, as as uh, as we tried to explain in in the brief, I, I, in a nutshell, I would say that um, the failure to to put that term or capacity related um, what was was harmless by on the part of the district court because um, as we were discussing a little bit earlier, capacity is not. Um, a relevant consideration under the NASCO um, grading system that's laid out in Appendix A and clearly referenced in Paragraph 18. Those are that grading system goes to the structure, the structural condition of a pipe segment or a manhole, and uh, capacity is not a consideration in in that analysis. You you look at the structural condition of the pipe segment or the manhole at issue. And you grade it one through five based on um, based on engineering judgment, but 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 the focus is on the structural condition, not on some like, broader notion of what is the capacity of this part of the system, or um, but um, considerations of that nature. It's it's more straightforward in a way. You just look at the you just look at the condition of the pipe or the manhole and and grade it, make a grading from one to five based on the rating system. Thank you, Mr. Arbeck. Mr. Calamita, your rebuttal. Judge Kelly, you hit the nail right on the head. Their first problem is that Appendix D, which starts with the condition assessment report, which has all defects in it, uh, doesn't distinguish the fours and fives. It doesn't exclude the fours and fives from that analysis. Their bigger problem, which follows, is that 18B doesn't exclude any of the fours and fives either. 18B says all of the defects in that condition assessment report go through this process. And Mr. Arbab um, uh, leveled with you is what the problem is. They don't like one of the potential alternatives in the alternatives analysis in Appendix D that all defects have to go through. So they'd like you to change the consent decree for them to avoid the potential of, I think he said, potentially hundreds of disputes. That's what the consent decree says. We have a right as the city to propose different alternatives, including ones that aren't even listed here. They get review and approval. They're in a commanding position. Uh, but if there is a dispute, a factual record should be built, go through dispute resolution, judicial resolution, and then come to you. You should not rewrite the consent decree for them. Thank you. Do, do you do you agree, Mr. Calamita, that that um, capacity is not a factor in determining the defect itself under uh, the grading system? 
Correct. But capacity relates to the the alternatives, the remedial measure alternatives. If the defect is a defect, if it's highly rated because it's a capacity concern, it's allowing a lot of groundwater to get in, then there could be a capacity alternative that doesn't require you to go in all those different pinpoints and fix those spots. There are more efficient alternatives that the city is allowed under Appendix D to consider, Your Honor. Thank you, Mr. Calamita. Thank you also, Mr. Arbab. Court appreciates both counsel's uh, excellent uh, presentations and uh, question responses that you provided to us. We will uh, wrestle with the case as best we can and render decision in due course.